Bowman's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Episode 8, SDA Layer 2 Border Node Functionality. Cisco's Software-Defined Access, or SDA, takes software-defined networking to the campus environment. With it, network engineers are able to provide macro and micro segmentation to the campus with policy enforcement with assurance and automation. When we first began working with SDA, one of the difficulties in migrating to SDA was the requirement for Layer 3 access. In many enterprise environments, the campus access layer was a Layer 2 access, meaning the VLANs that existed on the access switches were trunked to distribution or core devices. From an enterprise perspective, this oftentimes made configuring and operating the routing of the network in the campus simpler than a Layer 3 access design. One of the main disadvantages of a Layer 2 topology, and one that SDA specifically worked to alleviate, is that spanning tree prevents all of the physical links from being utilized in a Layer 2 topology. Instead, some links are forwarding and some links are blocking in order to ensure a loop-free topology. With a Layer 3 design, all links are forwarding and equal-cost multipathing allows the traffic to fan out across all the links. But how do you migrate from a Layer 2 access network design to a Layer 3 fabric? This is where the Layer 2 border node functionality comes into play. So let's revisit how the SDA fabric works. What are the different nodes in the fabric? Then we can look at how the Layer 2 border node can be used to migrate our existing environment. SDA is a LISP control plane fabric with a VXLAN encapsulated data plane. That means that all of the SDA fabric nodes are using LISP to register, map, and resolve which fabric node currently owns which particular endpoint. Within the fabric, wired and wireless users are able to move between fabric endpoints without changing IP addressing while still maintaining the same policy from the network. This is because LISP is resolving the R-lock or resource locator of the fabric node where the most recent LISP registration for an endpoint occurred. The SDA fabric node that maintains the complete database of the mappings is the control plane node. SDA fabric nodes that provide network access to endpoints are fabric edge nodes. These devices register the endpoints with their own unique R-lock whenever a host or endpoint comes online behind the device. Finally, there are the SDA border nodes. The border nodes provide the connectivity for anything beyond the fabric. Now let us imagine we have a large campus environment where user VLANs extend beyond the access layer up to the core. Obviously, we will not be able to migrate the entire campus in one window, so how do we maintain connectivity? The first question to consider with all campus migrations is how much is parallel build versus how much is strict hot swap hardware replacement or even just software and configuration upgrades. In this example, we're going to assume that the core is a hardware replacement with parallel build, while all of the access layer devices are each a hot swap replacement with new gear. Speaking of our core, let's mention that it is layer 3 routed to the WAN and any other non-user domains in the environment. When our SDA fabric is in place, we will have two Layer 3 border nodes that are providing the same Layer 3 routed handoffs that our current core has today. However, it will of course support our new virtual networks for macro segmentation. So we first stand up our two core switches alongside our legacy environment. While plug and play is definitely an option here, 
Most likely, we will not have the necessary infrastructure at this point required to support plug and play with our core switches. We can use LAN automation for the remaining switches in our fabric, but for our cores, we will plan to simply have a simple base configuration prepared for them. So we put our base configuration that includes just enough to get our core switches connectivity in the underlay back to the DNAC cabled up and online. We now have the ability to manage the two layer 3 border nodes from DNAC without interfering with any of the legacy traffic. Before we start moving any of our access layer devices into the fabric, we want to create our SDA fabric so that our virtual networks have the connectivity that we need and prepare our layer 2 border node to help facilitate migration. So you'll use DNAC to ensure that your two nodes are set up correctly with both the layer 3 border node functionality with the required layer 3 handoffs and the control plane functionality. Once this is completed and external routing with the fabric is verified, we can now proceed with the layer 2 border node. The layer 3 border node, depending on its configuration, will act as the egress routing path for specific networks or as the default path for networks that are unknown. The layer 2 border node allows us to extend the user VLANs from inside the fabric to a single specified VLAN on the layer 2 border node. This VLAN can then be extended throughout the layer 2 domain of the legacy environment. Normally, with a layer 2 access environment, the SVI or switch virtual interface, that is the logical network interface with the IP address from the subnet that is used by the endpoints, as their default gateway exists on one or more upstream devices. Normally, with some sort of first hop redundancy protocol like HSRP or VRRP. With the layer 2 border node, the redundancy piece is lost. This is because the layer 2 border node itself must be the node with the SVI and IP addressing for the legacy environment. Therefore, the best approach is to cable the layer 2 border node to the two new core devices that are our layer 3 border nodes in the fabric. Using LAN automation, power on the switch and allow it to be provisioned from DNAC. Once the layer 2 border node is online and everyone is ready for migration, span the user VLAN from the legacy core device to the new layer 2 border node. Shut down the SVI on the legacy core devices for that one VLAN. This will cause an intermittent outage for users in that particular VLAN. There are ways to minimize the outage, for instance based on order of provisioning and plugging cables, but we are focusing on what is actually occurring here. Next we add that same subnet to our fabric. DNAC will take care of configuring our layer 3 border nodes appropriately as we go. We also add the VLAN to our layer 2 border node in DNAC. DNAC allows us to map the legacy VLAN to the specific subnet we just added to our fabric at the site. Once DNAC provisions our intent, the layer 2 border node will have the same SVI that our legacy core had in the same VLAN, but this will be mapped to our intended virtual network inside the fabric. Additionally, the layer 3 border nodes will now be advertising that subnet externally outside of the fabric. For our endpoints in that particular VLAN, they will still exist exactly where they were at this point off of our older access switches. For the endpoints, they lost routing on the network for a bit and then came back after the network reconverged with the layer 3 border node in the fabric. 
So what is actually happening now in the fabric? Since the Layer 2 border node is the SVI for the VLAN, when a user sends traffic that should egress that subnet, they are sending it to the Layer 2 MAC address of the SVI on the Layer 2 border node. When the Layer 2 border node sees the incoming packet, not only does it route that packet appropriately based on the SDA fabric, it registers the source of the packet with the control plane node. This is just like what a fabric edge node would do with a single host connected to a single interface, except in this case, the entire non-migrative VLAN is connected to our one trunked interface on our Layer 2 border node. With our Layer 2 border node in place switching our particular VLAN, or realistically, many VLANs, to the legacy environment while participating in the SDA fabric, we are able now to seamlessly move endpoints into the fabric as we migrate each of our individual access switches. Once the SVI is migrated to the Layer 2 border node, all devices in the same subnet, regardless of location inside or outside of the fabric, interact with each other just as if they were all in the fabric. Some additional points around the Layer 2 border node. You may have noticed that this discussion was about migration. The Layer 2 border node is really meant to be used for a migration pathway and not necessarily an end design. Part of the problem with the Layer 2 border node is that it becomes a single point of failure for the environment. While a single site can support four default border nodes and an additional four internal border nodes, only one Layer 2 border node is supported at the fabric. Additionally, with VSL, it is possible to have hardware redundancy, but again, keep in mind, this is mainly for migration purposes. This has been Episode 8 of IBN's Revenge with Jeremy Bowman. Tune in next time as we discuss SDA multicast functionality. We look forward to your comments and suggestions. Perhaps there is a topic you would like us to discuss. You can reach us on Twitter at IBN's Revenge or send us email to comments at ibnsrevenge.com.